Hey guys, today I'm here with Ben. Ben, I love the face that you're making. Hopefully that's going to be in the recording. Uh, ben is the president and co-founder of Octane AI. Today we're going to be talking at length about zero-party data and a bunch of cool tips and tricks. Ben, how are you? Doing excellent. You know, it's uh, it's a nice warm and sunny day here in LA. I'm with you. I'm in Orange County. It's beautiful outside. Friday, whenever someone listens to it, it probably won't be Friday. So happy whatever day it is for those listening. Ben, let's kick off with a quick kind of intro of what you're working on. And then I'll let you take it from here talking about zero-party data or anything else you want to share. Okay. So hi, everyone who haven't met me. I'm Ben. I'm the president and co-founder of Octane AI. In a previous life, I was the co-editor co -editor and editor-at-large of Mashable, which is probably how a lot of people remember me when I wrote. I wrote over 2,000 articles for Mashable in my four years there. I've done some other stuff, but... Octane, you know, my co-founders, Matt, Leaf, and I started the company in, in 2016. And what we do now really is help merchants adapt to the new data privacy world by collecting direct data from their customers. We call that zero-party data. You probably heard the term a bunch. And then leveraging that data for deeper personalization, deeper conversion rates, and frankly, just to, like, protect yourself from all the changes that are happening with Facebook ads rates dropping from like borrowing the relationship that you have with your customer from advertisers. That's what we do. And we provide a suite of stuff to do that. In particular, we're best known for our shop quiz, which is like, if you take a quiz on a Shopify website, there's a good chance that we power anything like a skincare consultation or a gift finder. You can even try us out on the Shopify store, actually. At the Shopify hardware store, you will see us there. It even has a little Powered by Octane AI on there. Um, and then our newer product, the Conversational Pop-Up, which uh, is like a quiz within a pop-up. Actually, having a pop-up that doesn't just scream at you when uh, you land on a page asking for 10% off, but actually helping the customer by asking him a question like, what are you looking for? And guiding him towards the right purchase while also getting the contact info. I love it, man. Wow. I mean, there's there's already a lot that you covered that I kind of want to unpack. So you, you mentioned obviously <laughs> the definition of, of zero-party data. So I think we're, we're clear and good there. And then you kind of mentioned and alluded to the fact that like zero-party data is kind of all the rave right now and really the focus due to kind of some of the iOS things. So you've obviously been doing this for a couple of years, but I'd say probably over the past couple of weeks, past couple of months has been really some traction and exciting for, for you guys with everything happening. Is that fair to say? Yeah, and especially, like, we came out, well, every year we come out with a playbook. That's, like, one of the big pieces of content we're known for each year. Our last year's playbook was deep on personalization. This year's playbook is all about zero-party data, zero-party data marketing, and, like, the specifics of how you actually take this data you get from a quiz or you get from a pop-up and use it to personalize an email welcome sequence or an email uh, or an SMS sequence. And that's octaneai.com slash playbook for anyone who's interested in checking that playbook. That, like... That's like, we've started the big push now that we have our hands-on playbook for how you actually harness this data to do something. Amazing. And, and with everything happening, like, you know, the cookies, this, that, and the other, if someone's listening to this and they haven't done anything yet, is it is it too late? Did they miss the wave or at the beginning of the wave? Like, where, where are we in terms of, like, the landscape and the ecosystem of what's happening? Are people listening to this? Are they early? Are they in the middle? Are they late? Can you give any context in terms of like the timing and any kind of dates? It's so it's never too late, but uh, you need to be starting now. And what you need to start doing now at the very minimum is collecting the zero party data, set up a quiz, set up a conversational pop-up, 
set up a post-purchase survey, do those now. Then you can go and do the flows. The reality is that the need for this accelerated when uh, iOS 14.5 came out because 96% of people in the U.S. opted out of getting tracked. And that makes total sense. But the result is that every day that's passed, Facebook ads have become less effective because Facebook has a lot less data to use for targeting. When you're running a retargeting ad these days, uh, it has a much less chance of getting to the right people because they don't have the ability to track who they are, what they're looking for across different websites. And it's only going to get worse as time goes on. And we've seen big drops in conversion rates for ads from a lot of our customers. And then in about a year or so, Google will drop third-party cookies in general and support for that. And that's when it will get very real. And if you don't have a data set of your own by the time that happens, then you're in real trouble. So no, you're not too late, but you've got to get started now. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's that's great advice. In terms of how people leverage this and even like where this shows up. So let's say Clavio, for example, someone's leveraging Octane AI and they're leveraging Clavio. Is this just going to show up as like a custom property within someone's profile? And that's how we're going to leverage the segmentation and whatnot. Is that kind of where it lives in terms of visually? Yeah. And so this, again, depends on the platform you use. So I'll talk a little bit about this more specifically, because this is actually something we uh, talk about in the playbook. So yes, like, let's, let's give a specific example. Cause I'm really like, I, I'm really specific like that. You're a beauty brand. You're asking a couple of key questions in your skincare routine consultation. Like what kind of skin do you have? What kind of products are you looking for? and making sure to get an email or a phone number so that you can do this detailed follow-up, right? There's other things, but those are very common in those beauty quizzes. Okay, now that you've collected this data with the integrations Octane AI has, so let's talk about Octane AI and Clavio, like our most popular integration, you will be able, you know, I can instantly send that information, the contact info, plus the, like, the answers to those questions, those custom properties, over to Clavio. Cool, awesome. Now what? Now you've actually got to go and like set up that email sequence. Um, and so like we have a couple examples, like in a welcome sequence, the first email you send, if you collect this data, which a conversational pop-up or a shop quiz will do, the first email you send can be personalized, which has a huge impact on the way that they view your brand. So if you already know if they have dry skin or oily skin, why would you send an email that's like, you should not send an email that's just the same to everyone. That's like the old way. That doesn't convert as well. But now you can have like, you know, products for your dry skin, products for your oily skin in the subject line. You can do that. You can have like uh, the custom parameter for the title or like, you know, a set of like custom products for like that first timer who's gone through it. Suddenly you've built an email and an email sequence that is much more personalized to the individual person, to what they said, what they did. You can go super simple by having just like, like one path, maybe with slight changes or like as if you're bigger, get more complex with it and really segment your customers and your audience and really market to them in a way that treats them like humans. I love it. Yeah, I think the welcome series is a really great, probably the most applicable, you know, obvious example. Outside of that one, in terms of like other automations or flows or other campaigns, you know, are people leveraging this data with any of like the abandoned cards, the abandoned checkout, are they running specific campaigns? Like can we talk about a couple other use case on leveraging this data that you're collecting? Okay, so a couple. So one, uh, you mentioned that you can use this data for any flow. So like, yes, like because it's just custom properties, you can just go and like go in and like put the like like the like special property inside of Clavio, for example, 
to just like reference that in the email subject line in the email header. You know, even if you're just like a banded cart message was just like, you know, like, did you forget these like products for your dry skin? You're going to automatically have a better conversion rate. It's just across the board, right? Um, We also just see, as a side note, a higher like opt-in rate for especially conversational pop-ups. We actually had a customer tweet out their conversion stats. They used to have a one and a half percent conversion rate of customers giving an email. Then they did a conversational pop-up and it went up to seven and a half percent. So there's like those two stats. One other thing, we're just announcing this, is a new integration with Alloy Automation, which connects to a whole bunch of other products. So now, you know, if you're using let's say PostScript or Attentive or Gorgeous, you can send this contact information and you can send this data into any of the platforms that Alloy supports, which is a lot of e-commerce and like a lot of Shopify apps. And you can send the answers to quizzes as custom properties. This opens up like a whole new world of customization, putting into your database and all that. And this is kind of like, you know, part of our, my thinking, our thinking, their commitment to, greater data portability. We are the best way, like what a quiz especially and a pop-up or just like the best way to actually collect the zero party information. But it's not useful if you can't put it into whichever platform you're using. Clavio, your email, that's gotta be first and foremost though. That's the first thing I would focus on. Amazing. Um, you know, Black Friday, Cyber Monday or month, few months out type type of thing. Do you have any thoughts on terms of how people can be leveraging you know, pop-ups or forms or data collection to, you know, enrich kind of what they're thinking about and doing in terms of Black Friday, Cyber Monday, anything come to, come to mind on terms of like those use cases? First one, you want to have, you can build more than one kind of quiz or pop-up. I would be doing holiday specific ones. Like who are you, like the question of who you're shopping for is actually a really important one for like this season. You could have like a gift finder quiz, for example. And we see have customers like, you know, Glennetic, for example, has like four to five quizzes. You can go and see them. They're, you know, a uh, big Octane AI like partner. And you can like see they have a different quiz for these different things. And they use them in their email sequences. They send them out to, as emails to customers being like, let's, I know it's time to go and find gifts. You know, you don't know what to get your, like your wife, your girlfriend, your whatever. We're going to send this to you so that you can go and figure it out. They build a specific quiz for it. You can go and like fill that out, get the thing for your partner. So, like, you can have a specific quiz for, like, just, like, Gift Finder, for example, because this is the time where people buy gifts for other people and make the job for much easier for the, like, your end customer who may or may not, who may not be shopping for themselves, but shopping for somebody else. And then, obviously, like, there's, like, the, like, campaigns themselves, like, actual email campaigns themselves can be customized. And you don't have to have, like, 50 different versions of the email. You could just like, you know, it's the same way where like you have like the like ampersand first name, whatever, like and you're putting in the custom property of the first name and last name. You could be referencing, you know, the information that they give in a quiz. You could be referencing like, you know, if they're an expert or if they're intermediate on their uh, use of uh, eyelashes. So here's another example. Doe lashes, they uh, they ask a question where they ask about like which cartoon is your favorite actually and like it's actually super interesting because the answers to that question kind of give an age range of like what age range you are but also they reference it in the like email welcome series we worked with them on it it references it in one of the email welcomes of like you know fun fact about this specific uh this specific cartoon you really like and that again just like builds more camaraderie builds more loyalty these are the things I would be implementing now for Black Friday. You don't have to get super fancy, but you need to be doing it now. You need to be working with like 
your partners, you need to be leveraging this data and like just even start with a gift finder quiz. I love it. Is is there ever like a place in time like where you'd ask someone for like their preferences around the types of emails or how frequent they want to receive emails? Or is that not something that you see uh, brands or merchants kind of asking or leveraging? I, it is a that is a good practice. Uh, I think actually I don't see that enough, and that's actually that's a very interesting one. I think we've seen it a couple of times, but like, look, you know, this the whole point of being able to do deeper personalization is that you don't have to send a hundred emails like maybe you did five years ago or ten years ago. You can send much more targeted that are going to have much higher conversion rates. And I think as like you and I know, emails become much more complex in the last five years. There's a lot you can't just blast and hope. You've got to clean your list. You've got to go and think about like what you're targeting. The, you know, the open and the conversion rate really matters. The like, you know, the rate at which they mark you as spam really matters. And so that deeper personalization doesn't just only increase the conversion rate or the click-through rate. It decreases like how often people mark you as spam or block you. It makes it so that you don't have to send an email to everybody, but maybe just the highest, like the most loyal customers or to like the right specific segment. Maybe you're launching a new product and it's only for uh, your you, new cat food, your da- dog and cat brand. We actually have a customer who does this. Now your first next email can just be to the dog customers and referencing like the dog things. Makes for like a much better email sequence. I love it. I want to shift gears a little bit, talk about Octane as a company and kind of how you've grown and scaled that. So how, how many years ago did you, you guys start the business? You know, what was like the aha moment or the thesis around like why you started it and how have you grown it? So Octane AI, we started 2016 primarily as a Facebook Messenger company. We still do Facebook Messenger marketing. We're still like the best at Shopify for doing that. Um, so if you do face, if you have your lot of customers on Facebook, definitely get Facebook Messenger. It's part of that stack of email, SMS, Messenger. But we really focused, like, you know, when we first started, we weren't even e-commerce. We were like working with uh, Rick Ross at 50 Cent and some big brands too. But it was our work with some e-commerce brands like CoverFX where we realized like our software had real power. And the mission's always been the same. It's to like help brands and consumers have real conversations and to turn marketing from this one-way blast that it's always been to a real like interactive conversation and a deeper personalization through conversation. A quiz on a site is just like a conversation on the website and like messenger marketing or SMS marketing is just conversations off the website. And so we power this kind of conversational technology. Uh, and like, you know, we, it's crazy. Cause like, I think last year we had like 10, 12 people. Now we have like 56, 60 something. I don't know. It's a lot. Um, and we've been really growing. Actually, one of the other things we're like announcing or we just like got awarded is we were just talking about like, we had some announcements. Um, we've won Quartz's award for best remote company. Um, there's like a whole group of companies, like a uh, small group of companies. And like, I think that's just like a, like we won that because uh, they surveyed all of our team members and everything. And I think that's just like a, uh, a piece of like, uh, it's just a reflection of how awesome our team is and the amount of work we've put into having a really, really strong culture that's all remote. And like, we've always been all remote since the very beginning, even before the pandemic. Now we have 14 countries represented on the team. Wow. Well, first off, congrats on that award. That's, that's incredible. I want to drill in then on, on that piece in terms of like the team and the hiring. I think that's like the biggest challenge for a lot of people. 
How, how have you gone about like sourcing talent, finding talent and scaling so rapidly? Oof, there's a whole many team on our team just doing that. Um, there's like, okay, there's like, there's like a couple things. I think, you know, you can like put it out on your social and make some people go and apply but we've invested in like a lot of very specific kinds of job boards and job placement job places. There's like specific boards for uh, underrepresented groups, which we care a lot about. There's specific boards for engineers, which is like our biggest hiring priority. There's specific boards for different areas. And we focus a lot on those areas. And then, you know, uh, leveraging our team for referrals. And like we have a program where we give like a bonus for anyone who refers somebody that joins the team. We're focused a lot on like bringing in talent that our team has already worked with or already knows. Um, and then I think the other one is like the reputation, like these awards definitely do help, but it's mainly because like we've spent a lot of time like investing in the team, but this is not to say the recruiting and anything is easy. It's actually, it's harder than ever, actually. It's kind of amazing in a couple last couple of years because we were one of the very few remote companies a few years ago. And so anyone interested in remote, we were like a really great option. Now there's, you know, more companies have gone remote because of the pandemic, but we've been very lucky to continue to recruit really amazing people, really amazing execs, um, and to invest in these, like these boards and these other places where, uh, new communities are popping up that are like, you know, we're just trying to go and connect with. Yeah. I love it. One more question about Octane as a business, and then I'll open it back up to you to see if you want to talk about anything else around zero party data. Um, in terms of raising funding, you don't have to share how much if it's not public, but what was that decision that allowed you and, and Matt kind of to say, Hey, we want to go raise funding. Um, or, or was it people approached you and you're like, sure, we're open to raising. Like, what does that fundraising decision look like? It's okay. Everyone takes a different journey when it comes to fundraising. So first one, if you haven't raised fundraising, just make sure you're really like, it's the right move because fundraising puts you on a path of like, you've got to continually show high growth and you've got to continually raise money because your costs go up when you raise money. It's just inevitable. You hire people, you're trying to grow. It's a whole thing. Like it's a whole, it's a whole ride. You know, we got lucky in our original round because Matt was like, our CEO co-founder was like, had a product at Ustream, Y Combinator alum, like worked with a lot of investors, a lot of music artists actually, was Lil Wayne's info manager. There's a whole class of things. Matt's laying us on TikTok. If you want to go see his drawings, Matt, cat, that, I'm going to go plug him. And like, I was the editor of Mashable and had like a lot of a connection to the Valley. And so, you know, racing our first round, honestly, it was not hard. It was, it's been a successive round. So like, it gets harder every round afterwards, just because there's more you have to show and there's more things like that. I think we made that like decision we wanted to build, like, and we believe we could build a large scale company and like a multi-billion dollar company. And it's still true. Uh, with that said, I don't think, I think we sometimes as an industry uh, celebrate fundraising too much. Like, which if I, being profitable should be celebrated just as much, if not more, because that means your business is sustainable forever. If you want to go and raise funding to keep it growing, great. But always remember, like, uh, you things can go up and things can go down and make sure that, like, you have a business that can always get back to profitability or could be close to that and that can grow in a super sustainable, strong way. Because, you know, I remember last year when, like, the pandemic, like, hit in March, we closed like a round of funding, like right around that time, that March. 
And it was really, really scary to be in the position where like, there's not much money left. This has to close. We were lucky our investors did fully committed. No one backed out, but that wasn't true for everybody. Yeah, no, I appreciate you sharing that. I guess I want to turn it back to you. Um, in our last couple of minutes, is there anything else that you wanted to mention or talk about that we didn't get to in terms of zero party data or iOS or cookies? I mean, the big thing here, so again, I will, like, there's so much to co-cover. I will just say octanai.com slash playbook to go, like, in depth. You want to actually see step-by-step step what the welcome series flow should look like or what the post-purchase series should go and look like. Go look at that. Cool. The, like, reality, I think, is if you are doing this, which is, like, you're collecting this data, you put up a quiz or a conversational pop-up, and you're leveraging on your email, your SMS especially, you're just going to be ahead of your competition. You're just going to and more than that. You're going to be protecting your business from the moment when retargeting ads just completely go away. Like retarget, like if your business especially is relying heavily on ads, like you need to diversify your sources and you need to be collecting this data and you need to be doing it now. Um, for like, we're seeing super amazing creativity with quizzes and like they're getting more creative. People are figuring out ways to use it to like get more friends to like get people to recruit more of their friends and like uh, to the site, to using it to like figure out who should be in the loyalty club, using it to like learn about like their like uh, habits after purchase or like all sorts of interesting things. The more data that you can get directly collected, like, and this is volunteered by customers, the more you can get, the better off you will be. There's some super, super, super interesting things we on the Octane side will be doing over the next year. I can't talk about all of them. I will say the, like, the AI and Octane AI is definitely going to be a big thing. And leveraging that data to do some super interesting things to give you super valuable insights and to do things in an automated way you could never do before. So there's, there's, there's my spiel. Amazing. Ben, you're the man. I'll make sure the link below for the playbook. The free playbook is there uh, for you personally. What's the best place for people to follow along? Is it your Twitter? Uh, so I am, I'll, I'll do the Octane one first. It's at octaneai.com. O-C-T-A-N-E-A-I.com. And at octaneai on literally every social network, Instagram, Twitter, all the fun things. I'm at Ben Parr on everything, at B-E-N-P-A-R-R on every social network and every single thing. Yeah, I post a bunch on Twitter, but you could find me on whichever social network you like. Amazing. Ben, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Jason. All right, cheers.